Hey y'all, we're back. I've got uh, last night. I got a uh, got a text from our my my honorary stepson. It's me and Christina. We we adopted him years ago, and let's just say we're the Florida parents. But anyway, he was interested uh, with a friend talking about guns, and as he's going to be a new gun owner, and he found this particular gun online and wondered what I knew about it. Well, that, that stated in mind. I was on my way to the bed, but I just wrote back and said, hey, I know it goes bang, and I know bullets come out of it. But uh, uh, today, I went out and I talked with some of my friends, and uh, lo and behold, uh, out of the four friends that I was standing there at the range talking to, three of them own a Kinnick uh, TP9. And uh, each and every one of them uh, spoke very highly of it, made in Turkey. Its uh, quality is up there around Beretta. It's uh, really, really a sh interesting looking gun. So I, uh, this is here, air it out. So I sent a few downrange with it and uh, I, I liked it. I said, hmm, I'd never really paid much attention to him. But uh, it's actually a very, very nice gun. And then two of the friends that I had standing there, Bob and Marty, they said, uh, uh, go down to and read the article in Guns of America. It was an article by a fellow by the name of Will Dabbs. This was a couple of years ago. He says, now this will help you shed some light on it and put it out there. So that's just what I did. And, and uh, the article goes that uh, mechanical systems evolve over time, which is true. Uh, earliest German Messerschmitt, BF-109. It was a fighter plane and uh, first flew in 1937. And that remarkable aircraft sported a Jumo 210A 600-horsepower uh, engine driving a fixed-pitch two-bladed prop. Now, seven years later, the BF-109G carried a Damler-Benz uh, DB605A1 power plant, which produced 1,455 horsepower, turning a constant-speed variable-pitch prop and... Uh, the G6 was easily twice as capable as the earlier A model. Now, the, that shows the, the way things move forward. You know, they evolve. Now, also, be in mind, the Nazis ultimately produced 33,984 copies of this particular airplane. Now, operational pressures exerted by uh, full-bore combat on three fronts drove the BF-109 to evolve over time. So systems evolve. Things evolve, move forward. Now, several years ago, Century International Arms began importing uh, the Canik TP9 handgun. It was it's built in Turkey at an ISO 9001 certified weapons production facility. That and, and that original TP9 represented an amalgam of proven handgun designs. Now, Canik produced uh, rocket launchers and sniper rifles as well as aviation parts for the aviation industry. Boeing, Lockheed Martin, and Airbus all use their components. Now, while their weapons are not exactly their staple, on this side of the pond, in the years past, the Turks know how to make some good stuff. Now, that original TP-9 was uh, most closely re related to the Walther P-99. Now, the gun ran off an expected short recoil tilting lock operating systems, which was, was brought to life by Browning High Power. Now, this basic system of operation drives every major handgun on the planet, including models by Glock, Sig, Smith, 
FN, and HK. Like the P99, the DP9s boarded a striker fire, single action or double action trigger, and a manual slide mounted decocker button. The TP9 offered the option of a preloaded striker for accuracy or an unloaded state with a longer, heavier trigger pull for safety. Uh, unlike the P99, the decocker on the TP9 was ambidextrous. The striker produced a slightly out, protruded slightly out of the back of the slide to indicate status, whether there's a round in the chamber or not. Now, the gun's got a 4-inch cold hammered forge barrel and uh, was formed from 32 V12-10 steel rated for plus P loads. The uh, gun came with a pair of superb uh, uh, Megcar 18-round magazines that he tested, and uh, they were interchangeable backstraps also there uh, to suit various size shooters' hands. Now, that TP9 cost just over half of what a comparable brand-named handgun might. Now, the original TP9 was indeed superb combat handgun at a remarkable price point. However, the gun's lines were a little blocky, and the side of the grip supporting the cavern uh, support sported a caverning dolphin. Okay, now the next generation TP9SA was a uh, was a response for the vulgarities of the American shooting public. Okay, we'll get some of that later. Uh, the TP9SA added a slightly longer frame and a slide along with the blade safety on the trigger face. The SA could be had in both black and tan finishes and sported a more streamlined aesthetic. The TP9SA included a more aggressive grip stripling and uh, a shape that's better suited for the human hand. In other words, they changed the ergonomics of the gun. The SA still retained the slide-mounted decocker. While this proved, uh, provided a safe way to drop the striker for disassembly, the slide had to be partially drawn to recock the striker after it had been disengaged. This uh, made for a slightly awkward manual of arms, but who cares? The gun works. It's done good, and it's a good design. Now, the TP9SA added a, mechanically, a mechanical loaded chamber indicator atop the slide. That's kind of like uh, uh, most weapons that come with these days. A little flag pops up, lets you know the gun's hot. Now... The subsequent TP9SF retained a uh, retained a elongated slide and barrel of the SA, with everything else that was good and wholesome about the design. It did, however, delete the slide-mounted decocker. Now, in this configuration, the mechanical fully transformed in the mechanism rather fully transformed into a Glock-style striker fire trigger. While there was a standard bevy of uh, internal safety mechanism, the sole internal safety was a blade in the finger face, in the trigger face, rather. Now, keep your finger off the trigger and the gun is unsafe. Put your finger inside the trigger guard and the gun's caught. That's how that works. The TP9SFX is the one that's got my attention, is the race gun version. It's, the, it's, it's uh, oof the race gun version of the TP9. The slide and barrel are stretched out yet a little bit further, and the elongated slide is slotted and it's, uh, at its nose for lighter weight and faster lockup. 
The front sight now includes fiber optic inserts, and the rear of the slide is cut out to accept a variety of common micro red dot electronic sights. Now, the slide release is extended for faster, easier uh, purchase, and the magazine release has uh, a little bit extra, a little extra button that can be attached to the side, and it pokes out a little bit and uh, gives you a fast access to cock that gun. Now, the magazine capacity is expanded to 20. Also, the gun is available in a cool guttle metal gray baked finish. And there is also an extended cocking rod that can be affixed to the slide for lightning fast operation is what I was just talking about. Now I got a little ahead of myself there. Now, the included polymer holster that you can get is, up, uh, is upgraded to accommodate all of these advanced features. Think about it. Now, up until this point, the slide release has been mounted solely on the left side of the frame while the magazine button remained easily reversible. There, where the earliest TP9 looked a bit blocky and awkward, the latest TP9 SFX looks like it fell off the set of the latest Star Wars movie. This thing is really nice. I took a look at it, and I said, ooh, it's got my attention. And now, each of the TP9 variants that we've talked about so far are full-size combat handguns. Uh, they're all, they would all render superb service on a nightstand or in the glove box of your car. Now, however, the man packed uh, all four of these concealed and found that you have to want to pretty hard to pull it off. These guns run great on the range, and they want to eat into your side rather badly if you're on a long car trip or still while wearing a minimalist southern attire like uh, shorts and a t-shirt. Well, whatever, G-string, whatever bloats your boat. The TP9 SF Elite S is the answer to the concealed carry conundrum. Now, the TP9 Elite S is a chop back to be a little bit stubbier than the original TP9 before it had its snout elongated. The uh, magazine capacity is pruned back to 15, but the grip is shrunken commensurately. The TP9 SF Elite S retains all the uh, evolved good stuff for its forebearers to include the fiber optic front sight with includable uh, replaceable inserts and trigger mounted safety. Now the striker fired trigger can hold its own with the name brand guns costing hundreds of dollars or more and then I always promote affordable gun care, affordable gun purchasing and responsible gun ownership so this is all hitting all the marks with me in addition the slide release is now replicated on the right side of the gun so makes it fully ambidextrous now there is an additional lever located on the bottom of the trigger guard that looks like uh, at first a brush to be a magazine release in the manner of the walther p-series pistols I have a couple Walthers. They got that funny little drop you got to get used to, or the HKVP series guns. Now, however, the magazine release on the TP9 SF Elite S remains the reversible button on the expended expected spot. Uh, this incongruous little lever is actually an inspired manual external safety. So. Now, the benefits of the safety, Glock handguns uh, occupy uh, the holsters of fully 65% of American law enforcement officers, and they have only a, uh, 
a trigger face blade safety that is externally accessible. However, I know five episodes where sworn law enforcement officers had accidental discharge with their Glock handguns, four of which resulted in significant officer injuries, each resulted from training failure. But a discrete external safety, uh, manual safety, would have been prevented, most of them. Now, the manual safety on the TP9 SF Elite S is uh, easily engaged and easily disengaged. If you don't want it, then don't use it. If you really don't want it, it's available without it. So, it's all up to you and it's a matter of taste. However, people like having the option of a little extra safety, particularly when you're carrying a gun around kids. Now, the TP9 SF Elite S occupies the same size envelope in the handgun spectrum as the Glock 19. So it's running head and head with it. Now, these guns run. Now, this man tell, uh, says that he owns five of these, and he's put tons of rounds through them with all geometries without any failures. The extractors are grossly over-designed, and the grip geometry, particularly in the latest version, is very comfortable, firm, and attractive. Uh, he found that... Uh, he shoots about as well with the stubby TF9 SF Elite S as he did with the longer service pistol models. The, TFF, the TP9 SFX race gun is purely ballistic joy at the range, from what I'm understanding from him. Now, magazine drop is uh, free on all five weapons. The, uh, all the controls run fast and well. Muzzle flip and recoil are indistinguishable from higher-end weapons. The latest striker fire triggers are easily, easily the equals to the big-name pistols. And he liked the overall layout and various color options uh, uh, that make them look just as super cool as the rest of them. Anything uh, designed to ride on Picatinny rails will run on these guns. Nowadays, a mainly European eagle emblem has replaced the original cavorting dolphin. Uh, for those who might be concerned about kind of stuff like that. It's not manly, if you understand what I'm talking about. But anyway, I hope I satisfied you, Wojo, and uh, yeah, let me know what you think about it. So anyway, if you got any bitches, gripes, or complaints, feel free to drop me an email at gunsmoke at yahoo.com. That's G-U-N-S-M smoke, all lowercase, at yahoo.com. Or go to the Facebook page, send us a fan request. Put some pictures out there want to see what you're doing. And just go to Gunsmoke, Gunsmoke, and we'll see what you got. Anyway, so until the next time, y'all take care.